No, Phil, this is actually kind of an amazing opportunity. I mean, how many people actually get a chance to say whatever they want to Jason fucking Voorhees? Hey, Buck. How you doing, you fat-ass, maggoty, blown-up fuck? Suck this! Suck it. Alright, let's do this. It's happening. This is Tim. Trav. Coming back at you on momentous of occasions. A Friday the 13th in October. It's like the best possible Friday the 13th. Oh man, it's the Reese Cup of holidays. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. We're coming at you this time. We had to do another Friday the 13th movie. Couldn't resist. Nope. We're going to end up just doing all of them eventually. That's all right with me. Me too. Hit up Jason X. Yeah, that would be a perfect one. But today, we got to talk about... Jason goes to heck. Might be the most <laughs> trash-talked one, you oh, think? Yeah. I don't know, yeah, probably. A lot of people think about part five, because it doesn't actually have Jason in it. But I feel like this one is almost like the Halloween 3 of the Friday series. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on. And spoiler alert, Jason is not even in the movie, kinda, for like a good chunk of it. What do you, you can probably get like 25 minutes total? I don't know. Like hockey mask jobs? That's being probably very generous. Yeah, I'm saying like 5 to 10 minutes or something. The very beginning and the very end is yeah. the only time you see him with his hockey mask. Other than every now and then. In a reflection yeah, in the mirror. reflection, which is cool, I will say. So, yeah, we're here talking Jason Goes to Hell on Friday 13th, 2017. A.D. Yep. What do you remember about this one, Trav, back in the days? Back in the days, oh, man, it was awesome. I loved, like, the like the embossed cover yeah. of the VHS and shit. I agree. Sweet-ass marketing job. Yeah, and also, main thing that always would catch my eye is that it was the unrated cut. Mm-hmm. That was like all you would ever see. I don't I feel like it's harder to find the rated cut on VHS than yeah. it was the unrated cut. But that's a hate. Yeah, because the unrated ones get what you need. This pretty much falls in with like when we were talking about Jason Takes Manhattan where when I was a kid in my head it was like, well I could watch Friday thirteenth too and that's okay. But this is Jason Goes to Hell. This is like epic time now. He's like, some shit is about to go down yeah, in this movie. For real. And they're calling it The Final Friday. <laughs> That's like the fourth time we've done that. <laughs> yeah. the, it's funny that literally the words final appear in multiple titles of Friday the 13th yeah. movies. They were not sticking by their word on that. Can't keep a good guy down. Nope. I mean, till recently. Yeah, they're sucking now. But in the glory days, Jason was all over the place. Maybe that's what, like, oh, fuck, we finally got rid of that dude. <laughs> yeah. I think that what I was going to talk about, Sean Cunningham, like the dude that kind of created, well, I mean, he created Friday the 13th. He owns the title. Yeah. Well, no. He got it. He got the ball rolling, basically. Yeah. But like Victor Miller, right? Yeah, Victor Miller is who wrote the first one, but it was Sean Cunningham that was like, let's make a movie called Friday the 13th. So everybody gives him the props, even though he didn't really have that much creatively to do with the story or anything like that. And what comes in, to especially with this movie, is I think he basically hated the fact that everybody loved Jason and the hockey mask and stuff because he yeah. essentially didn't have anything to do with like Jason and the hockey mask and all that stuff. He's like, get that fucking hockey mask out of this movie. Yeah, that's like literally what he told the writer and director of the movie. Yeah. So at this point, Jason Takes Manhattan had come out. Paramount was like, that's enough of this, <laughs> I guess. The new line was like, don't mind if I do. I'll be snatching that right up. Yeah. 
So this is the first Friday the 13th movie that doesn't fall under the Paramount banner. And it doesn't think, have Friday the 13th in the Yeah, it title. wasn't even called Friday the 13th at all. I don't know if that had some kind of legal precedent or something like that. I don't know. They just were trying to make it be like a Jason movie at this point. But yeah, I always remember renting this one, like I said. And just the fact that it was unrated was awesome. And there's like tons of gore and nudity and everything. Yeah, it was what you were looking for whenever you were our uh, horror movie looking for age. Yep, definitely. Hit all your your hallmarks. Absolutely. The dude that wrote this movie, his name was Dean Laurie. And the only other thing I've ever known that he was up to was the movie My Boyfriend's Back. Which I thought that that movie was a good one, dude. And apparently his idea for that movie was something called Johnny Zombie. And they completely screwed up his idea, apparently, but... I still thought that the movie that it ended up being was pretty cool. It's like, that's a Joe Dante job or something? Or I'm thinking about, no, nah, never mind. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I can't remember who made that one. I'm thinking about like that Digging Up the X movie. Oh, yeah. They're similar in tone, for sure. And Adam Marcus is the director. I don't know anything else that he did. Well, I don't either right off. But I think that basically... Maybe both of those dudes, or one or the other, maybe just the director, were like friends with Sean Cunningham's son. Yeah. And that's pretty much how they got the gig. They were both really young at the time. And they. Roommates or something? It's possible. There's an awesome commentary on the DVD for this that I would recommend any Friday fan definitely check out. It's fun to listen to. You can get that dude's kind of got a whiny annoying boys. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta get past that though because the stories are good. Yeah, definitely. They talk a lot about how they were fans of the movies but they wanted to do something different and they definitely did. <laughs> yeah, they were like heads will fucking be really weird with his tails or gonna be even weirder. Yeah. A lot of their they that shit ain't little tails, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They, I don't know where they came up with these ideas, but it's just like a bunch of the other movies that we've talked about, like Halloween 6 <laughs> and Freddy's Dead. It seems like the lo- if you let a movie go along long enough, it'll eventually be like, uh, his relative has to yeah. kill him. <laughs> that was like the big idea of this one. A huge retcon that we'll get to in a little bit. Murdered or reborn through. Yep. So you want to just like go ahead and jump into the plot, Trav? Yeah, we might as well. We can start off with the chick cruising around, going up Crystal Lake. Seems like they try to start it out tricky a little bit. Yeah, it's like, this is going to be one of those movies that we're expecting it to be. Yeah, this is just your plain old Friday 13th job. Just a girl going to a cabin. Light bulb ain't worth <laughs> shit. She's thinking sucked and has to go out to the woodshed. They got all their bulbs in the shed. Yeah, because they don't want to keep them in the house. Nah, that'd be too convenient. Keep your bulbs out in the shed. I don't even keep mine in the shed. Them shit's outside just waiting to be used. (laughs) Just laying in the yard. Good, 100 yards away (laughs) where it's convenient. She gets this light bulb all fixed up. She can see now. So she decides she might as well just Take a shower. Yeah, it's time to take a shower. She's had a hard day. light bulb day changing was fucking hard work. She's all sweat on her, dude. She had to walk a mile to get the bulb, <laughs> dude. She did. But right when she's about ready to get down on this shower job, lights go out again. Power's out. She knows something's up. She goes out. She's kind of like checking it out. She's suspicious. As well she should she's be. expecting something to happen. She was like butt-ass naked for a bit, but she's got a towel on. Yeah, now she's got on a, a Primo towel that's like, like got some Velcro on it or something. Because <laughs> it don't want to come <laughs> off. Out of nowhere, Jason pops up, tries to give her a machete jab. She's like, no. Runs off. Yep. She runs out of the house. 
Jason's giving chase. They go all through the woods. Find them a clearing. And then what happens, Trav? Jason disappears, and she's like, where the fuck is this Where is this guy? Turns up right behind her. Yep. Getting ready to swing that machete, and all these, like, stadium lights come on, and Jason's like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> you like, got the whole SWAT team or something has been hiding in the woods. Loaded for bear. And they're ready to give Jerry some action. <laughs> I call Jason Jerry. That's just it's an inside old habit. Promo. They unload on him, dude. Yeah, they're dropping on like <laughs> they're dropping literal bombs on him. And he like straight up explodes. It gets blowed up, dude. Yep. Head goes flying. I do have like a little bit of an issue with the fact that Jason, he's supposed to be completely knowledgeable of his woods and stuff. Yeah. They got like a whole crew of dudes hiding in the bushes and stuff and he would never notice. Yeah, he knows this one chick is taking a shower. <laughs> yeah, that's the, distracting him, I guess. That was if, their plan, dude. If all those guys had been there nailing, <laughs> they wouldn't even have needed to use her as bait. They would have kicked up his spider sense. Yeah. <laughs> His boater sense was tingling. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, it was a big switcheroo. Made it seem like the movie was just going to be your regular old Pride 13. But right out of the gate, Jason has exploded. We've been fucking hilarious if it just credits. That was the right. end of the movie. <laughs> it's like five minutes. And it was like, told you, last one. Very concise. After all the actual credits rolled, it just kept rolling words and it just said, Suck it. Open, open up. <laughs> For like 90 minutes. Like that dude in the morgue. <laughs> yeah. Suck <laughs> it. <laughs> but uh, they thought that they had finally got Jason. But somebody else is hiding in the woods too. Oh. It's a, it's a guy you know and love. Creighton Duke. <sighs> Creighton Duke rules in his movie. He says, I don't think so I don't think so he's right <laughs> this is a character that's never been introduced at all until this moment in time and he knows everything you want to know about Jason and probably a bunch of other stuff he's like well, he's, a mystical bounty hunter yeah he said he's killed other like six other serial killers yeah so do you think that they're like Regular serial killers or like supernatural serial Probably like killers. Freddy Jobs or, uh, I don't know, it would have been an awesome spinoff job. I want like an expanded Creighton Duke universe, dude. Maybe he worked with Ash. That would rule. And ran into Tommy Jarvis a couple of times and found out about Jason. The possibilities are in. No shit. We should write it. I agree. But then during the credits you see they're taking... Jason's body back to the moor and says that they're in Ohio, which is kind of weird because usually <laughs> they had to take him away from his stomping ground. I would always, I've always been under the impression that it was in, New, in Jersey. New Jersey, and I guess that's just another one of the several continuity errors yeah. that this movie has. But we'll just ignore those. Who gives a fuck? But uh, the coroner guy. He's like doing his little scully type like voiceover job. Talking about how there's so many bullet holes in him. He's like, oh, this is going to be fun to count all these fucking things. He's just going about his job. This is what he does. And then something strange happens. Heart starts beating. He's like weighing the heart and it just starts beating on him. And he's just having reaction shots where he's like, why is that, why's that beating? He's like, he's like second guessing it kind of. Yeah, first he's like, I didn't just see that. He's like, I, I, I saw it happen, but that doesn't happen. But then when he, as soon as he knows that that's what's happening, it's like he's instantly hypnotized. <laughs> Which when I was younger, I didn't pick up on the idea that he's apparently hypnotized. Yeah. I was just like, why is this dude eating this heart? Which is <laughs> what he does. It doesn't make any sense when you're watching it. He's like. He's got a really weird look on his face and he's just like thinking about it for a minute and then he just gives a look like, eh, 
I guess this is what I'm about to do. It's like, this guy is looking for first place in like a heart-eating contest. <laughs> like when you go see people eat pies, they're like just going like fuck at it, getting pie everywhere. That's what this guy's doing. But after about three bites, he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> starts like spitting stuff up in yeah. the air and stuff. He's like Triple H water and <laughs> yeah, Jason's Jason hard blood. <laughs> so, I mean. There's a ton of new mythology in this movie, and apparently yeah. part of it is if you eat Jason's heart, you now have Jason's spirit in your he body. Like, you are Jason now, yeah. but you are no longer you. As far as we can tell. Yeah. There's something that happens later that we're wondering how Jason yeah. knows what to do. But then the other, like the coroner assistant dude, who's played by that guy that wrote My Boyfriend's Back... He comes rolling up in. He's got uh, a pizza. He's, He's got the munchies. We didn't, we didn't <laughs> even talk about the security guard. Oh, yeah, the security guard. Elvis and Kane Hodder. Yeah, one of them looks like Elvis. The other is just Jason himself. Keeps talking shit about Jason. Yeah. He's just a big old pussy anyway. <laughs> hey, so, Doc, what's the verdict? Jason could be getting up and walking around anytime soon? <laughs> we really nailed that fucker. <laughs> Wasn't nothing but a big old pussy anyway. Horror was just thinking rule that he was getting to be on screen, I think. He's just like wanting to talk trash. But uh, that guy, he goes in there. The re the original corner dude's still there, but he's just yeah, acting he's weird. He's just sitting there collecting his thoughts, I yeah. reckon. <laughs> the, co the assistant guy, he's like, it crushes that we got Jason in here. We can just like do whatever we want to him. This is talking shit. Straight up just cutting promos on Jason. He has one particular thing he wants to do <laughs> to his mask. You know what I'd like to do to you? I'd like to take a crap right on your fucking mask. A big old mango-sized crap. He wants to take him a nice little dump on there. Apparently a mango-sized just the size of a mango. This one single mango-sized dump on Jason's mask. And I will freely admit, it's like I don't know what size a mango is, but they're, they're they can't be very big. They're not too big, if I'm remembering correctly. If you're like talking about killing a notorious serial killer and then like taking a dump on his face, you could go bigger than a mango-sized dump. Well, you can't think. go any bigger than the dump you're carrying. Yeah, that's true. Just be like, I'm going to unload all of it on you. All I got. But I guess that Jason inside the other guy's body is just like, this guy's just talking trash about me right now. I can't stand like He was just going to change his ways and he was going to move <laughs> into the suburbs and get him hung in white picket fence house and just finally live his life. Dean Laurie pushed him over the edge, dude. Back in, back on the like, wrong track. You motherfuckers ain't going to ever let me die. <laughs> and then we see aside from Jason exploding, the first like of many brutal deaths yeah. that this movie has on display he like shoves his head down in like a grate type thing. Yeah, but thing he's got those, those like needles that he's wearing, like Wolverine claws. Oh yeah, they're like a, I think he calls it a probe or something like yeah, that. That's what it looks like. That's yeah. what happens with him. Like pushes his face down into a grate and then stabs him in the head with it and then pulls his head back up and out of the grate. And it's all screwed up. Yeah, it's not good. That's when he's leaving that Hotter calls him a pussy and he was about to just let it go. Yeah, he, he was letting like, those guys hang too. And he's like, God damn it. <laughs> Everybody's just wanting to talk trash. Cut to American Case File. Oh, shit. America's favorite television show, Trav. I've seen every episode. <laughs> this show is hosted by Robert Campbell, apparently. Is that guy's name? <laughs> I wrote it down. I didn't. He's given a little bit of a backstory about Jason and Creighton Duke and stuff. He's got yeah. the exclusive interview with Duke. 
<laughs> this is a uh, weird part. Whenever he's talking to Creighton Duke and he's like doing word associations, mm-hmm. what did he say? He's like Jason Voorhees in his mask or something. He's or, like, or the hockey mask in general. He's like, just tell me what comes to mind when you say that. Jason Voorhees. And he's like, that makes me think of a little girl in a pretty pink dress putting a hot dog in a donut. And you're like, <laughs> what? I'm going to say two words to you, Mr. Duke, and I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay? Okay. You ready? Shoot. Jason Voorhees. Well, that makes me think of a little girl in a pink dress. Sticking a hot dog through a donut. <laughs> Robert Campbell was like, uh, okay. like me too. <laughs> but basically, this is when Creighton Duke does like the speech from Jaws where he's like, Look, I can get you shark for you, yeah. but I need, does he want money? I guess. Yeah, he is wanted that, like half a meal. Yeah, because he's a bounty hunter. Yeah. I don't know. Does that guy tell him he'll give him the money? Because the next time we see Duke, he's in Crystal Lake yeah. hanging out. Well, he doesn't tell him right then. But whenever he's back on his television program, he's like, oh, we'll put up that money. Oh, that's right. If that's you right. go do this bullshit. Yep. And Duke's like, gone. Duke's on the case. <laughs> but also, we should say that like during that little speech, whenever he's like talking about how he's going to get Jason... He goes over some of the new mythology of what we think of as Jason. It ain't Jason. Jason wears other people's bodies like I would wear a suit. <laughs> Which is really weird. How many... Taking that as being completely true and like looking back on the series as a whole, do you think that... like? Every time you see a different Jason, he's like just wearing, he's a, different wearing a different suit. suit. But it it also doesn't really make any sense because, as we'll learn later, he can only have a good body whenever he's in a Voorhees body. Yeah. So the fact that he's stayed alive this long, it would seem like he'd been in a ton of different Voorhees' body or something. Well, they didn't have to be alive. That's true. So maybe he just waits for any of his relatives to die yeah. which up until this movie I literally thought his entire family was just Pamela yeah. and that's it and his dad who they, they mentioned, mentioned in this by name in this movie we were wondering trying to remember if that was the first time that they say the name Elias in this movie but they're way expanding in his family in this movie <laughs> like up until now it was always just a single mother and her deformed child but we learn now that he's got like an entire extended family yeah, he has a sister that's yeah. like a full blooded sister that that is not deformed no. and disabled so and this is something else I've always wondered is she supposed to be just Elias and Pamela's other kids yeah no. that doesn't work for me I, we're here to defend these movies, give them a good name, but that, that ain't is, it's just weird. It doesn't make much sense. I like to think of this one more as like, almost like a what if type yeah. issue or something like that, you know? This isn't canon. No. Then we go to Crystal Lake. We're back at the scene and we're at the diner, Joey B's. Joey B's. They're having the Jason's Dead two-for-one burger sale. Hey, Ma. You really want me to cut these like this? Yes, I do. They look stupid. Well, it's your own dumbass fault. They're supposed to look like hockey masks. Now watch. This makes a whole new patty. Hence, the two-for-one burger sale. God, I love this woman. Hold me back. You guys make me sick. <laughs> and that's just Joey B's slick little maneuver to making them things look like hockey masks and taking the meat from the eyes and making the other patty with them. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't think that that would be enough. No. You're going to get like a one and a slider. Yeah. Duke is at. He's, Hell yeah, he is. He's getting like a side of Jason fingers or something like that. 
What can I get you? I'll take a Voorhees burger and a slide of Jason fingers. I wonder what it is like. Is that chicken strips or french fries? I was wondering the same thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking chicken strips. That's what I want to think. But that would mean he's like having a burger and, and chicken, chicken strips. strips. What, you know, I've done that before, so you I, know, don't, I don't Duke, think that's weird. He's, he's got a... He's probably got an appetite. Can't be satiated. <laughs> he does, dude. <laughs> he goes to pay his bill and hands him his hand. <laughs> <laughs> he's like... The chick that we will come to learn later is Jason's biological sister is the waitress at this joint. And Duke is just like giving her all kinds like of trouble. Like laying that game now. <laughs> yeah. He's looking to make him another Voorhees family member. Mm-hmm. He's like, I guess you'd call it hitting on her, kind of. I don't know. It's like a little bit of like playful flirting or... I don't know. <laughs> it goes a little further. Than... This is the way Duke flirts. <laughs> he mainly just is like trying to get her attention because he knows that yeah. Jason's going to be coming for her. But then the dad from Critters. Billy Greenbush. He's, uh, the girl's name is Diane. That's his, that's Billy Greenbush's woman. He's like, what's going on over here? Is this guy giving you any trouble? Some shit. Duke's like, why don't you blow me? <laughs> right, <laughs> right after you later gets done. Oh, I was just making your girlfriend there a little proposition, Chief, and she's thinking it over. Right, love? Come on, get up. Why don't you blow me, Chief? Hmm? Right after your girlfriend there gets through. <laughs> That's my lady you're talking about. Well, now, see, she is only your lady because... She ain't had a taste of the Duke yet. Duke just goes from zero to a hundred. He ain't giving no fucks. He takes a swing at him and he like catches his hand. Yeah, he's a badass dude. But because he was talking some trash, he ends up in jail. No idea. <laughs> like for like days. Unless he was booked for assault because he caught his hand. Possible. You know Billy Greenbush was pissed because yeah, he like made him look a fool. Right in front of his woman. Mm-hmm. It's like, imagine me sucking his dick. He's gonna <laughs> go to jail. <laughs> it's right at this same moment that we're introduced to Steven, who's like the main character, yeah. I guess. One. He, he says that, uh, well, we were saying that he kind of looks like a mix between Squeak from basketball, and you said... He looked kind of like Harold Ramis, yeah. which I could see with the hair and the glasses for sure. Like in profile. And he definitely has like the squeak voice kind of, I would say. Isn't that the dude from the uh, Friday 13th the series? Dude? Yeah, he was apparently like the main character on the series, but I've actually never watched a single episode of that show. I haven't either. They got the uh, like the complete series at Walmart. I kind of want to get it. I'm afraid it might watch, suck. Watch the first one and be like, oh shit. Yeah, you got like a hundred more episodes I'm never going to watch. Speaking of that, it's a good time to talk about when I first became aware of that series. I was at one of my buddies' house when I was a kid. I didn't have cable at that point, but they did. And they were, we were like going through the channels and it was like Friday the 13th, the series. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> There's a Friday the 13th TV show? And he was like, oh yeah, but it doesn't have Jason in it or anything like that. And I was like, that does not make any sense. <laughs> There's got Jason's got to be in that show. And he's like, he's not, dude. And I have to give that guy credit because he, he was, was not. He was totally right. It just blew Dang. my mind that they would have a Friday the 13th series and not have Jason in it. But It might have been going back to the right thing. Yeah, I'll, I'm not sure what the deal was. It was more like a... Uh, Don't put that fucking hockey mask in this TV show. <laughs> yeah. I guess that they were just trying to make it like an anthology type show yeah. or something. I think they worked in like an antique store or something. Yeah, each item in the antique store was cursed yeah. or something like that. To find the curses or something. I'm interested in watching it, but like I said, I'm afraid to lay much money down on You've it. You've made it this far. Yeah, it's true. It's cool that it exists. 
I guess, but I haven't ever watched. I'm glad it's there. Right. But Diane, she needs to tell Stephen something because Stephen had a baby with Diane's daughter. So that's how he's tied into this plot. She says she wants to tell him something important. But she can't right now. Yeah. Meet me later. At 11. Yep. After my shift. She's got to work that long shift. So then we go to what's probably the most remembered part of this movie, I would say, with the hitchhikers. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, we don't go straight there, but we're building to that. Steven is, like, on his way to go meet up. cruising around. Yeah, I guess he's just wasting time until he can meet up. Picks up a few hitchhikers. He asks them if they're... Just like looking, where they had, just going to Crystal Lake or something. Yeah, and he's like, uh, "What are you looking to have some premarital sex, Do smoke some, some weed, and get slaughtered or something like that?" So, where are we headed? <laughs> We're going to Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> oh yeah, planning on smoking a little dope, having a little premarital sex, and getting slaughtered. It's a joke. It's just a joke. It's Crystal Lake levity. Oh, no. <laughs> and they're like, I'll uh, Is that really going to happen? <laughs> yeah. But I guess they're just pumped because the word has spread that Jason is dead now. So they can it's go. Like, we don't have to screw over here anymore. <laughs> yeah, we can screw over there again. screw at the old campsite. <laughs> and it's like, it's a couple... And a third wheel chick. And she's like... Which is really weird because the chick's rarely ever a third wheel. Yeah, that is true. And this is like a fine looking chick. You you could... She could have found her a fella to bring along. She had AIDS or something. And everybody <laughs> knew it but him. Yeah, he that, just dodged a bullet. The main guy just dodged a major bullet, dude. <laughs> they say they're all going to go skinny dipping. They try to get him to come along. And he's like... <sighs> he's thinking about it, dude. Like, I can't. But I want to. Breaks that chick's heart, dude. That was like her last like option. <laughs> yeah. She's like, damn, I can't even get this dude to go. It cuts to them later, and they have gone skinny dipping. And they are fully clothed, some of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they went skinny dipping and then put some clothes on on the way back. Or if they just went swimming in their drawers. What? Their clothes seem somewhat dry, but they're taking them off like they're freezing cold. Yeah, it's not really clear what's going on. Because they're, they're hanging up by the fire. Yeah, they're trying to warm up. There's a chick's in the towel. Dude drops his swimmy trunks. Dude just gets straight nude. Yeah, he's like free hanging. Mm-hmm. Chick whips her boobs out. But uh, the couple, they're ready to throw down. Almost. Almost. Yeah, dude, you're missing that promo. What happened? Whenever he's getting ready to just, like get warmed up, and she comes up and puts it. Oh yeah. Gives him <laughs> a cold hug. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "You shrunk my pod." Oh. I shrunk my pod. Oh, your pod looks pretty good from here. <laughs> yeah, he calls his rod a pod. <laughs> <laughs> you shrunk my pod. You shrunk my pod down. You're not going to enjoy this nearly as much as you were about to. <laughs> hey, uh, why don't you let us have this tent for 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah. The chick's like, oh, I'm good. I'm sleeping under these stars. She's really getting ready to go take the world's quickest leak. Yeah. She's a, they're in there getting ready now. She goes about five feet away, lay down, take a nap. Yep. Gets up, goes take a leak. Corner dude's in the woods after she gets done. Sliced her. Several times. Zoroed her ass. <laughs> and uh, the crew in the tent, they're trying to get down, but homeboy forgot to rub. No glove, no love, son. He's trying to get her to go without it. Yeah. She's like, nah, I gotta go take a leak too. <laughs> she goes right to the exact same spot, <laughs> unbeknownst to her that that's where the lady peed before. There's a coroner around looking to kill people. <laughs> I guess. Right around the corner. 
there's right. a corner around the corner. <laughs> I guess that he's just got that Jason brain, and he's just like, as soon as he left. He can smell it, dude. That's why he's always sniffing. He just like went straight to Crystal Lake from after he left the mortuary. He went from Ohio all the way back to New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. She's, she grabs the rub, takes it back to the tent. He acts like he can't get it yeah, open. Yeah, it's like made out of titanium. <laughs> oh, God, I can't get I can't like, Oh, God, my fingers just aren't working for some reason. And even though she was the one saying that they needed a condom, she's like, ah. She like she kind of gives it a flick a little bit. And she's like, you're right, this is impossible. That's too much work. Throws it. And then the coroner dude he comes stomping along steps right on that condom which there's no way which she threw into the tent but it's like five feet outside of the tent when he steps on it and he does it as soon as they decide that they're not going to use a rubber yeah it's like he was waiting it's like he was going to kill them if they fucked regardless but, but now that that rubber is out of play he's like well now he's even more pissed he's like now it's going to be really 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 brutal yeah and it is. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. It's got to be... Do you think it's like the most brutal kill in the whole series? Yeah, it's right up there, dude. Especially in the unrated cut. Yeah, it's shown like completely. There aren't anything... And it's believable looking. Like yeah. she's riding on top and he sticks a tent post through her back. It's, not, it's, a, one of the, it's a sign, dude. Yeah, like a sign post yeah. or whatever. And uh, sticks it straight through like her gut or something. And just pulls that shit all the way up her shoulder. Straight up. And rips her like in half. And every, like they show the whole thing and it all looks... It, it looks believable. It was K&B effects like at the top of the yeah. game, I guess, dude. I still put them top of the game. Yeah. And then like the dude gets killed off screen, I guess. For what? Yeah. They were like, that was a good enough kill. We don't need to show two. Don't want to show that guy's dick hanging out. He's <laughs> all small. Goes back to the diner then. Diane's still working. She, this chick's been working all day, son. She was working in the daylight, and now it's nighttime. She's got to support her kid and her fucking <laughs> grandkid or Tom something. wedlock, grandson. Or, is that a, a boy or a girl on that? Kid, I don't it's a know. girl. Damn. She's like, I'm going to feed the stray dog that hangs around the diner and stuff. It's all suspense. And uh, some other cop shows up. He's like looking to get some action from her too, it seems like. He's like telling her everything's going to be okay. I guess her and uh, dad from Critters are having some troubles. He's like, everything's going to be all right. Maybe everything went to hell after Duke got him all flustered. Yeah, could have. But then that cop's woman. He's, he's waiting for a booty call himself. Yeah, his woman rolls up. She's like, come on, let's go. Bowling starts at 1030. <laughs> we only got 10 minutes to nail or something like that. <laughs> but uh, coroner dude's right there in the wings waiting comes and slams that yeah. chick's head in the door dude. it's like clink and it was that was cut away from really which like the effect must have looked like shit cause it's just shown for a split second but it's effective because yeah. it's like oh damn it's like a straight up like squeezing a rubber ducky <laughs> yeah just like getting your head crushed in a car door would be pretty rough oh god then we're going into the, the weirdest fucking scene in this movie but first, we see the establishing shot because we're at the Voorhees house. Yeah. And we see what is the most egregious continuity <laughs> error possible. A, a discarded Voorhees name plaque. It's like, I guess like something would be on their mailbox or something, yeah. kind of. But they spelled Voorhees wrong <laughs> with one O. Like, I, I don't know who was responsible for that blunder. Props. Yeah. That's bad, man. You'd think that somebody would have caught that. Yeah. Because you could have just used a different establishing shot. Like if you're in the edit and you're like, oh God, this is spelled wrong. You would just cut that out, I would think. Just put some leaves over top of it. Yeah, do something. Or you just 
handle it a little better. But then we go into the scene that you were just talking about, Travis. <laughs> Can you set the set the scene for us? Oh man. Well, cop dude that was talking to Diane that yeah. was getting his booting off. Right. Jason or coroner dude takes him back to the Voorhees house. Has him strapped butt ass naked to a table. Candle lit. <laughs> Sitting there sharpening up a straight razor. Gets real close to his mustache and he's like, no. Or no, there's not mustache, it's chest hair. And he's like, no. Like you think he's going to slit his throat? Yeah. He's get some shaving cream and starts putting shaving cream all over his chest hair and his mustache. He's got like old school like going to the barber style shaving cream and he yeah, like lathers him up and then he's like just shaves him pretty gently until he gets to the mustache and he's like fuck. and you can tell the guy's like oh my he's god like, oh fuck you <laughs> and then he proceeds to what would have kind of looked like make out with him dude the coroner dude had a mustache yeah exactly maybe Jason was like god this thing fucking it's just like a motherfucker. <laughs> and he just shaved that shit off where he took over in his other guy. You just explained it. <laughs> He's, like, He's like, I do not like this shit on my face. This is the first time I've ever had one of these. I'm not having another one. <laughs> it's gone. He passes his big demon slug thing from his mouth to the other cop guy's mouth. What it means is he's basically making out with a strapped down butt ass naked dude by candlelight. That just got shaved. <laughs> That's fucking weird, dude. Yeah, it is weird. But this is when Diana is it yeah, Diana. She is about to meet her end at this point. Yeah. She's back at the house waiting for She's waiting on Steven. And that cop dude shows up. She recognizes him. She's not curious what happened to his stash, though, which you would think yeah. that she would notice. Well, he's kind of backlit, dark looking. Yeah, that's true. He's like starts attacking her. Is going to try to mouth swap that demon thing with her. Looking to get that OG body back. Yep. But Steven shows up at just the right time, saves her for a split second until that dude throws a damn knife, knife sharpener into her back. And just owns her. And then, when he gets pissed and throws him out the window or something? No, he shoots him. Yeah, he does something to it. Well, she shoots him first. Yeah. That's the good thing about that chick. She's ready to go, man. Like, he starts messing with her, and she's like, well, I got a gun in this drawer. Just straight shoots him in the head. But that didn't work. Nope. And then that dude does something to him, and he falls out the window, which leaves Billy Greenbush to come by. See Steven looking like he just murdered his lady. Bam. Off the jail he goes. This is when Duke... Has a chance to have a combo with him. Because yeah. they're in adjacent jail cells. Cell, like, not exactly cellmates, but... Right beside of each other. Duke says he looks like a sack of shit or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> you about the saddest looking sack of shit I've ever seen. Why don't you just shut up? <laughs> it's just like talking trash constantly. He doesn't have to give a fuck. He's Creighton Duke. Yeah, he's the man. For no reason other than that he just is. He just has to be. He's X from the X-Files, dude. <laughs> Can't get much cooler than that. He runs down like some of the new rules and explains to this dude that Jason's looking for a Voorhees body and his woman and his daughter are now the last two the last two living ones he had to pay dearly for that information though and how does duke accept payment well he builds it up like he's getting ready to tell him and he's like uh this information's pretty expensive yep. i don't think you got the balls to pay it or some shit yeah. and he's like i do and he's like give me your hand he's like well i don't want to <laughs> and then he's like give me your hand 
And he just like takes his hand in his hand. And he caresses it. Yeah, just like gives him kind of a rub down. Mm-hmm. Like lulls him into a false sense of security or some shit. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'll pay. And then this great Duke just like breaks his finger. Yeah. See, everything and everyone has a price. And the cost of this is very, very high. Are you ready to pay? What's the price? Are you ready to pay? Yes. He ends up breaking two of his fingers. And he goes back for a third, but it is like... This one's on the house. <laughs> you got cojones. Yeah. Do you think that the whole reasoning for him to do that was to just be we'll like... See if he had the balls to do it. Yeah, to yeah. make sure he like actually had some gumption about him. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't want somebody to break my fingers. I mean, if I was going after my loved ones or some shit... Yeah. I would definitely think about it before I said no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But now Stephen knows the rules that only his woman or his baby can cause Jason to be reborn into like the legit cool Jason with a hockey mask or be the one to destroy him. Mm -hmm. So he escapes from jail and he's on the He's on the run now, trying to find his woman so that he can keep everything on the up and up. I don't remember what happens after that part. It's around that time that what? his woman comes back into town and she like sees that other chick cleaning up her mom's oh, blood yeah. stain and stuff. And then she passes the buck. She's like, here's my baby... You work at the diner and you're actually on a shift right now, but why don't you just watch my baby anyways? She's like, okay, sure. Like, I got some shit to do. You know, my mom just croaked and, I mean, as you can tell, you're cleaning the shit up. <laughs> yeah. So, now this other chick has got the baby. She takes it to work with them. We never really talked about Joey B no, very much. We skipped her. And she's the chick that runs the diner of her that's named after her, obviously. <laughs> her eponymous diary. She's got a bit of a mouth on her trash. She's very boisterous. She's cussing everybody out constantly. Talking all kinds of shit. And her man is like a little short dude. He's like a little feller. He looks kind of like like Teller from Penn and Teller. He ruled. Yeah. He's cutting some funny promos. He's a sweetheart of a dude. She... She, like, brings the baby in there, and she's like, you can't be bringing this baby in here. Get that fucking baby out of here. And he's like, oh, no, she's a little cutie pie. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, the sweetest thing God ever put on this green earth or some shit. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's Jessica's baby. Get it the fuck out. This is a restaurant, not a fucking nursery. Hey. Ah. I believe that's sweetest thing God ever put on this earth. You're a little cutie pie. It'll be just as cute when it's on the fucking street. Now get it out! So they allow her to just like stick the baby in a fruit box in the back. <laughs> it's like they make it a little, it's like the most makeshift crib ever. Yeah. It's like, you know, like here's some napkins to lay on. I like, got you some bananas for a pillow yeah. or some shit. All the while that Stephen has escaped from jail, he goes to the Voorhees house to try to like figure out some information. We should say something. how he got out of jail. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He started screaming his head off, and then that cop came, and yeah. he's like, that motherfucker just broke all my fingers. And he's <laughs> like, open up the thing, and then he grabs a hold of him, and like, bashes his head against the door and yanks his gun. Yeah, steals his gun. So at this point, he has a weapon. But he's at the Voorhees house, like, snooping around, and he comes across the Necronomicon from Evil yeah. Dead just laying on the table, which... As a old school, like, Friday the 13th message boards type fella that I was, I've seen so much discussion about, like, why that was there. Like, Elias had it, and that's why Jason's evil. Jason's a deadite. Yeah. I mean, and that's, like, 
one of the reasons that I like these type of movies that go off the rails is just because it's so fun. You to get be to fill like, in the gaps. What the hell's going on here? But it basically comes down to they had access to the Necronomicon. It was like, hey, let's put this in there because it looks cool, I think. But at the same time that he's there, the dude from American Case File rolls up in there and he like hides in the closet and he's listening to him. And this dude... Was up to no good. Yeah, absolutely. He like stole Jessica's, like the baby mama's, mama's body (laughs) from the morgue, hid it in the house. He's trying to have a big Geraldo type on the scene. He's almost cutting a Halloween 6 promo himself. He's like (laughs) being like a Barry Sam's job. Yeah, he wants to go exactly like Barry Sam's go explore the house. But he's like... He's going to be on TV. He's went the extra step of stealing Stealing a dead body body and putting it in there. So it's going to become pretty important that this dude randomly stole a dead body and put it in that house. It's a handy turn of events. Yeah. But before that dude will ever get a chance to pull a big Geraldo promo. He gets a Geraldo. He does. <laughs> that, that cop that's been infected with the Jason job. Stashless. He comes rolling in. Starts making out with him. Mm. Gives him a. Gives him one of them deep, deep tongue jobs. <laughs> one of them itchy soul. And then once he does that, the cop goes into full RoboCop meltdown style. Dude. Yeah, it's like the dude that gets hit by the toxic waste. Like, he's, he gets yeah, out of Yeah, him. he's not doing too good, dude. <laughs> His jaw like... It was like he got run over by the blob, yeah. remake job. So, main dude has been in the closet knowing that all this is going down. Oh, yeah. So now he knows that American Case File guy is evil and he's after Jessica so he's like he's like I need to go yeah and he goes and saves her save my fams they escape he runs over case file guy yeah and they're like he's like okay I got you we're all good let's go and he's like you think I just killed that fucking guy (laughs) you're right I didn't it ain't working like that but she's like just thinking that he's a crazo basically yeah as soon as she gets a chance, she just leaves him. She's like, I was kind of sure that you were a murderer, and I just watched you kill a guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if we covered the fact that she, at this point, she thinks that he killed her mom, basically. Yeah. And now she thinks that he killed her man. He's like, you just want me and that baby. Yeah. So she, like, straight up leaves him in the literal dust. <laughs> Clay. <laughs> She goes back to the police station and lets them know what's going down. They send out the main guy's got like a buddy that's a cop, and that's who he like assaulted to escape from prison. They have like a little, a little bit of a tussle. Yeah, powwow in the middle of the like pull-off area there, and that guy reveals to the main guy that. Jessica is back at the station, so he's like, all right, like, take me in. Cuff me. They all meet back up at the station, and American Case File dude shows up. Steven, the main guy, pulls an astonishing feat by jumping up in the air with his hands handcuffed behind his back. Hey. and like He's like jump ropes his own handcuffed yeah. hands. <laughs> There's no way, dude. <laughs> that would be so hard. But it's just like all out chaos in the police station. Doesn't he like yank another gun too? Whenever he's like, does that jump rope gun? Yeah, he like just like elbows his buddy and And like takes his gun again. And like unloads on case file guy. Knocking him against the wall. Yeah, blows his head off almost basically. They escape. Jessica believes him now because she's seen what's going on. This is a good thing. They go to the diner looking for the baby and shit. But at that point... During the scuffle at the police station... What? Duke gets free. Oh, yeah, that definitely happens. Duke 
has uh, managed to clothesline the dude from just like a random cop that's played by the director. director. So they go back to the diner to get the baby, but case file guy is on their trail. And it's chaos in the diner now. Like straight up Terminator 2 style shotguns and everything else. Everything's going off kind of slow-mo-y too. Yeah, definitely. And Joey B and her little man get annihilated. Little man gets head dunked in the deep fire and Joey B's like, get off my Kool-Aid, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And he pulls a elbow yeah, and just knocks on. her chin up into her mouth. Yeah, it's pretty rough looking. But even after all that, they go to the back of the joint. To get the baby out of the makeshift box crib. Nothing there but a note. I got your baby. Duke escaped from prison, made it there, stole the baby, and wrote a note in the time that they, before they even had a chance to get there. Dude isn't screwing around. He takes care of business, dude. He knows what's up. He's like teleporting left and right. The note says to, for her to come to the Voorhees house alone. Mm. So she ditches Stephen again. She runs off to the Voorhees house. And that's when Duke's telling her that you need to use this dagger, which, I mean, do you think it's supposed to be like the Kandarian dagger from Evil Dead? I, I just always figured that since they had the book. It's so similar yeah. in the books there that, I mean, it makes sense. She gets her baby back, and Duke's like, hey, check us out. Just throws Chucks it. that blade at her. She catches it, and it just morphs into this other knife. Yeah, it turns like a sword almost or something. She's like, oh, shit. Now she knows for sure that she is the one to do the deed. <laughs> she is the fucking Highlander. There could be only one. But beforehand at the diner, the case file guy just got so annihilated basically that he just fell over yeah and then they try to do like a little bit of a suspense building scenario where a cop comes in to the diner but you don't know if it's billy greenbush or steven's buddy yeah so whenever a cop when they both show up at the Voorhees house it's very likely one of them's Jason, but it's supposed to be like, which one yeah. is it? It's a big old, who is you is. And this is when they do another thing that's kind of ridiculous, where if one of them has Jason in them and is essentially is Jason. Mm -hmm. They both speak. Yeah, they're both talking. So this is basically Jason Voorhees talking. So that's a little bit of a, like, pushing it just for the sake of trying to build suspense, I think. You've seen him shaving. He's <laughs> shaving, talking. He's, he can shave, he can talk. This is like Jason just going all out in this one, dude. Both of the cops get killed. Jason's soul or essence or whatever is finally revealed that it's like a little demon baby looking <laughs> it's thing. It's like a little crawly monster job. Yeah, like scoots around and it goes down into the basement and this is where there's like an infamous deleted scene from this movie that you can only see a single shot of in the trailer where that thing was to have grown like full size and then there was going to be full size demon baby thing like running around I don't know how that fit into the plot or what was going on. Maybe it was in between the transition to becoming full-on Jason yeah. or something. But all that's gone, and what we get in place of that <laughs> is Demon Baby, <laughs> what's he do, Trav? He uh, <laughs> takes either the front or the back door into that dead Diane lady's body. Yeah, the dead body of Diana is in the basement, and it goes up her skirt hesitates for a second and then made him tight yeah. <laughs> it got in there 
hallway. Then you hear all these moans and stuff coming from the basement. Yeah, Everybody a, upstairs is like, what the hell? Everybody's like, oh, and that's when Stephen is like, uh, hey, Duke, did that Voorhees body need to be alive? And Duke's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck. This would probably be a good time to tell you that we are a half Yeah. And this is when we get, finally, the triumphant return of Jason. He jumps out from under the floorboards and he's yeah. just like breathing like a son of a bitch. He's pissed looking dude. He's doing that straight up Kane Hodder deep breath job. It's like a, it's like train, uh, it's Kane's trademark I think. <laughs> train's Kane mark. It's, it's Train's Kane mark. <laughs> he, uh, what do you think about the look of Jason in this I think movie? he looks primo. I'm not crazy I've always about, been a fan of partner and Jason. I'm not crazy about his outfit so much. It's just okay, but like his head and his mask. Yeah, is I awesome. like how it's like grown into his head. Yeah, his head is just like I always assumed that it's from his kind of like his healing factor has been like working overtime and the mask just like just like yeah. became a part of his head almost or something. And it's also the one that has like all the damage kind of Yeah. You can see like the, it's kind of like the part seven mask where like the axe mark is there and all that type of stuff. So it's final confrontation time now. He's going after Jessica and the baby, but Steven knocks him out the window. We should, it should be mentioned that what we had always assumed was a single mother struggling to get by working at camps or whatever. They apparently had this primo ass house. Yeah. It's like a mansion almost. Jason's got like a a climbing gym out front, yeah. like a teeter totter and stuff. I wonder if they let him climb on it, really though. <laughs> it's probably it probably wouldn't have been very safe. No, that was, that was definitely for his sister. Yeah, that was for Diana for sure. That's why Jason's pissed. We just sitting next out the window, and he's like, "Oh, what the crazy thing? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid baby voice or something." The last is like, "You're right." You know, your dumb ass can't do shit. <laughs> Go to camp. Go swimming, I dare you. <laughs> Fuck out of my life. <laughs> That's what happened. The ice was just trying to get rid of him. But this is pretty much, you know, where it all wraps up. It's like pretty much what you expect to happen. Jessica takes a dagger and stabs him with it. And gives him a primo slow-mo. Like, jump behind job and stabs him right in the chest. But it doesn't quite do it. No, he's, it's he's just, just got a little bit in. Coming out of him at this point. He's leaking his essences. And he's all like, especially whenever Steven starts punching him in the mask, he's, <laughs> he's, got, like, like, ah, he's, ah. Got, he's got that sweet, like, uh, old school effect he's all like, over his mask. He's like glowing. Yeah. And she realizes that she's got to give him the death blow. She jumps up and just gives him a kick. With that dagger, drives it home. That ta- that's what it took, Trav. Work like a charm. Demons start coming up out of the ground, grabbing Grab him. hold of him. He's got a hold of the Stephen dude though, and he's taking his ass to hell with him. And she, this is kind of shitty on her part. She's like, "Should I save him or not?" She like hesitates for a minute. She's like, "I guess I'll save him." He's like, "What if this dude really did kill my mom?" <laughs> yeah, I guess she should have believed him by now. She does save him, and he gets dragged into hell by like a bunch of like dudes and demon muppets. Yeah, muppets or something. And that's it. Jason went to hell. <laughs> Everything's happening. And he now. never ever came back again. No, that was the end of the whole thing. But not quite the very end of this movie. No, because there's one last part. That's like legendary to anybody that was renting videos when they were a kid at Good that God. point. Good God. It was, you saw that shit for the first time, it was like, oh my God, no fucking way. So like we mentioned earlier, this was the first time New Line had the rights. And New Line obviously owns the rights to Freddy Krueger. And everybody has always been like, oh man, it would be well, awesome. Freddy fought Jason. That would be so awesome to see Freddy and Jason fight. And they were legit, like, trying yeah, to do it. it was going to be off the ground for a while. They even had that thing that was released not too long ago. Yeah, they, like, like, did, like, a trade show, like, trailer type yeah. thing almost. And so what we see is 
Jason's mask got left whenever he got drugged into hell. It's a dog comes and kind of like knocks the Hits dust it off. right of in him. the eye hole perfectly and just yeah. knocks it off perfectly and then just like, runs away. Yeah, he hears another dog and runs away. And it's like, oh, there's Jason's mask. And then Freddy's gloved hand comes up out of the ground, drags it down into shit. hell. That was like so primo, dude. It's still primo. Yeah. It still gets me pumped, dude. Like, I literally want to put on Freddy vs. Jason right now and watch it. <laughs> Nothing says we can't. Exactly. We probably will. Just once we get it. we turn this shit off and go back to watching <laughs> yeah. movies. Yeah, let's watch some. And that's, uh, it's Jason Goes to Hell, Trav. Yeah. The final Friday. Part two. <laughs> so, what do you think about this one? Final thoughts? You know, I dig it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that has its shortcomings and the shit that will never, ever, ever make sense. Yeah, the the main thing that's the problem with it is just how they tried to change up so much of the continuity yeah. and the mythology and stuff. But like we were talking, if you just look at it as like a what like, if, yeah. like side story this or something This is a movie like that. that doesn't really matter. And I think that, I mean, it wouldn't be nearly as famous or probably have ever been made, but if they had just not called it Jason... Like, if it hadn't been a Jason movie and just the same plot, yeah. it'd probably be like a cult classic type thing, I feel like. Because the action and the gore and all that stuff in it is awesome. This movie's like a, a sequel to a movie that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, the backstory of Creighton Dude Creighton that Duke, we never that know. Shit. But it definitely isn't exactly like a straight slasher movie. It's more like an action movie, I would feel. Yeah, like. action and it's like thriller elements and yeah like they go for some suspense elements at times yeah. and stuff and I just think that it's all around fun to watch like at that point in the series I guess it was more like what can we do like if yeah. they had just done another straight like Jason at the camp then yeah. it probably would have flopped but I guess this one did well enough to make continuing the series a viable thing to do yeah, and it just went further off the rails, kind of. <laughs> yeah. The next one is one that I'm sure we'll cover at some yeah. point. And that was, like, probably the furthest off the rails you could yeah. possibly go, but it's still fun to watch, too. But, uh, yeah, um, if you're listening to this on Friday the 13th, then that's awesome. Uh, it's always fun to watch a Jason movie on Friday the 13th. Why not watch Jason Goes to Hell is what I'm saying. Hell yeah, give it a shot. So, uh, how do you think we should end this one, Trav? Some pricey information. I'm willing to pay. Let me see your hand. Oh, man. Why don't you blow me? That's only a movie. Jason's uh, coming for you. Damn. Hard as bones. Coming for you. Coming for you. I'm gonna stick my hot dog in your donut. It's only a movie. Coming for you.